Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here, along with my main man from NFL.com, Adam Rank, ready to conclude our review of the top 100 players in the NFL for the calendar year 2012. Wednesday night, just wrapped it up, a two-hour blockbuster show, giving you the final 10 names on that list. Here they are. Let's go over those real quick here, Rank. Mm -hmm. At number 10, Patrick Willis. At number 9, Haloti Nada. At eight, Adrian Peterson. Seven, Larry Fitzgerald. Six, Demarcus Ware. Five, Darrell Rivas. Four, Tom Brady. Number three, Calvin Johnson. Number two, Drew Brees. Drum roll, if you please, Black Tie. Aaron Rodgers. Finally. Get the applause. I've been saying for two years now with this list that NFL players clearly don't watch NFL football. Last year they had Aaron Rodgers at number 11. They didn't have him at number 2, which would have been wrong in my book. They didn't even have him in the in the top 10. They finally rectified things. They put him ahead of Brady, ahead of Breeze. To, I don't want to even do it for the millionth time, but I have to say, these guys have benefited from good offensive lines. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers and uh, has played behind a shoddy one. They went 15-1 and one in their title defense. Of course, he's the best player, but let's not focus on that. Of course, Aaron Rodgers deserves it. He's the MVP and so on, and they are a contender, those Packers, in uh, going into 2012. Rank among these 10 names, what jumps out at you? It's hard to fathom, but Calvin Johnson ahead of Tom Brady. I think we all debated it was either going to be Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, who is going to be yeah, the top Yeah, I wouldn't guy. be surprised if those were the top three. Yeah, and then Calvin Johnson kind of jumps in there. And it's interesting, him, Larry Fitzgerald, both make the top ten here. And it was inter- we were on the 
the Top 100 preview show on Tuesday night on NFL Network, we talked about this. You had a whole list of receivers who didn't make it. Guys like Dwayne Bowe, Miles Austin, yeah. Des Bryant. Got snubs. Guys, snubs. From the Top 100. Forget the Top 10. Even. Top 100. A list that included, need I remind you, John Kuhn and Vontae Leach. Right. A position that has no relevance in, in, in uh, 21st century NFL football. But like you say, Brandon Lloyd, Brandon Marshall, Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. both starting receivers from, from the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, I'm Dwayne trying to think. Dwayne Bowe. Dwayne Bowe, right, has Brandon, been gangbusters Brandon Marshall, for two years. somebody that I Yeah, I said that, yeah. So those guys, it was weird. What is the problem that the rest of the NFL has with wide receivers? Well, they obviously don't have a problem with wide receivers. If they thought enough of Calvin Johnson that he's ahead of Tom Brady, enough of Larry Fitzgerald that he's in the top ten. And then it dawned on me, it's the joke that we made that we were on the show, is that these these receivers are clowns. They, their their antics are over the top. Ocho Cinco, Terrell Owens, two guys you pointed out. The Stevie Johnson, another guy who was snubbed. He made the joke about Plaxico Burris and doing the plane thing and everything. These guys are clowns. And if you want to ever be taken serious, you got to start acting serious. I disagree with that completely, by the way. I, I agree with the idea that maybe the players have some issue with that. Maybe T.O. and Ocho. Why they, I'm and, saying what, why the players And do. Randy Moss. Maybe they put a stink on the position. Because they acted, uh, you know, acted foolishly in in uh, different ways over the last uh, whatever ten fifteen years, but uh, I mean it's crazy that you that you would tell me that Brandon Lloyd or Brandon Marshall isn't more valuable, isn't better, however you want to evaluate that in twenty twelve or twenty eleven or twenty ten, however you want to gauge these things. Then John Coon, that's right there, or Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. cockamamie. It's it is ri- ridiculous. It's ridiculousness. Um, but like you say, Calvin Johnson's up there. There's no way you can have him out of the top five. I mean, there's no. No, I don't think there's any argument. Then again, last year you had Ray Lewis at what five? I went crazy about that yes. one. So, so crazier things have happened. But Calvin Johnson at number three, the dominant player. Of course, we can anticipate and uh, and just about guarantee that he will not repeat that season based on the fact that he's on the cover just, of Madden this year. It's a Madden the curse. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. Well, he's not going to ruin. Yeah, it would be. A, <laughs> You're just not going to have 1,600 yards. That's just even in the even in the the pass happy NFL. That's just not going to happen. If you had to decide right now, going into 2012 fantasy, let's say let's make it from a uh, from a fantasy perspective, who do you rather have, Calvin Johnson or Larry Fitzgerald? That's different because it's the quarterback who's throwing to it. You got well, Matthew Stafford throwing. I'm, that's to him. a part of the calculation you must thing. make. That, so that what do to, you say? That to me, Madden cover curse, Cardinals quarterbacks. About the same level of destruction. True. That's a, a a fair point. Kevin Cobb, I think is not. I think he's an interesting sort of sleeper in fantasy terms. First of all, and I like the addition of Michael Floyd. Mm-hmm. What that means if he can if he can be productive at all with the so called taking the top off the defense and being a, a, on any level some sort of a threat that defenses have to pay attention to. I mean, for the last. However many years since Bolden left, two years. I mean, there's and Stevie Breston's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, early Doucette, I think, can be fine as a number three wide receiver. I think he'll be productive in that role. But as the only other weapon, the, I mean, Todd Heap, as usual, was hurt last year. Of course. So but with, with Fitzgerald now being out on the field with some actual other weapons there, and you figure that, uh, you know, the, the Ryan Williams and Beanie uh, Wells combo will provide a little bit of a threat there i kind of like that cardinals team unfortunately mm-hmm. i think that the for them i think the 49ers are going to be so good again this year that the seahawks 
and uh, Cardinals, who should be legitimately good teams, are going to struggle just because of how good that uh, team in front of them is. What's funny about that is the best QB, arguably, in that whole division is the team that probably doesn't have a chance of winning the division, which is the Sam Rams. Bradford. Sam Bradford has the best upside. I mean, because mm-hmm. you go Cobb, Tavares Jackson, or Matt Flynn in Seattle, mm-hmm. or uh, and then uh, Alex Smith in but uh, with it's all those weird. weapons, if he doesn't have, a, I mean, he can't just have a fine year. He should have a dominant offensive year. Should Alex Smith? But we're getting sidetracked we're there. Way I think sidetracked. Let's I go. would say Larry Fitzgerald, though, is, okay. the, is, is the long-winded answer, and uh, with some tangents built in there too. I like Larry Fitzgerald better. I don't like the Madden curse. I do like Larry Fitzgerald. His position is slightly improved with that Cardinals team. If Kevin Cobb can be anything, you know, anything close to what they hoped for when they threw all that loot at him. The other thing that jumps out at me here is, aside from the offensive skill position, guys, is you have four defensive players mm-hmm. in this top ten at each of the three levels defensively. You have Haloti Nada there clogging up the middle. I, right. I, I don't love the guy um, nice because point. I don't root for the Baltimore Ravens. But, man, he's – I mean, the push he gets, the way he can – the way – it's rare that you see there, – there are guys like Casey Hampton comes to mind um, – uh, I'm trying to think of the great uh, Vince w- Wilfork is sort of that way, who just are an anchor right in the middle of the defense, and they clog that middle up, and they consume two guys. Nada goes one step further by actually driving offensive linemen into the backfield, and when that starts happening, that's really when the offense is is out the window. Then when you when the nose tackle is getting that big a push, it's. Uh, uh, you know, it's impossible to run the ball. He's actually, he actually causes collisions between the quarterback and the running back trying to hand the ball off because he drives the center back into the QB. So you have him. Then you have Demarcus Ware, who's a guy who I wouldn't say at number six there. He's not a system guy. Some pass rushers, I think you can say he wouldn't thrive if you put him in, in a certain, you know, you switch a guy typically from 4-3 to 3-4. Sometimes he'll struggle or vice versa. I think DeMarcus Ware would be fine, you know, is a fine uh, rush end in a 4-3 and uh, is uh, is obviously great from the stand-up as a 3-4, as an outside linebacker either way. He's devastating. I like him. Then you go Patrick Willis right mm-hmm. in the middle, traditional sort of like Mike Singletary, his old coach. And then you have the preeminent uh, shutdown corner in Darrell Revis. Same question, but not from a fantasy perspective, from a real football perspective rank. Who do you choose out of those four? You get to, you get to have one player to build your defense around. Which one do you take? In the era of the quarterback, having the guy who can shut down half of the field with Revis is is a huge bonus right there. I do, you know, and if you have a deficiency in the secondary, you can actually mask that with guys who can get to the passer with a guy like DeMarcus Ware. We talk about that all the time. Ware, I mean, listen, if you the Ravens have been testament to that for the better part of the last decade. They now have some capable cornerbacks, but for a lot of those years they didn't, and they continued to still rank among the better defenses because they would just get a great pass rush. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you, and you can get one from the middle, too, with Nada, you know, a guy who collapses the middle, and that's, you know, what you were talking about. But overall, if you have to pick one guy, Revis, just – you have that automatic because it always puts a a fear in the quarterback's mind saying, you know what, there is a side of the field I cannot go to. If they have a guy who's rushing like DeMarcus Ware or anything like that, you can kind of 
scheme against it with quicker drops. Maybe you have somebody chip them at the line. Some You can kind of try to, to game plan around a guy who can rush the passer, but when you have a guy who can just shut down your best receiver, how do you game plan against that? That's a, it's a great point if, in fact, that that is true with Revis and it, over you know the last three years, it is pretty accurate that doesn't make a difference who he's matched up against. He's going to take that guy away. Champ Bailey, though, I I I don't love that uh, that shutdown corner jazz though because guys like Champ Bailey and Namdi Asamoah last year, you saw him in particular get exposed a little bit. It's fine to call somebody a shutdown corner, but when they get smoked, you know, a, a, a few times a year, then they're no longer shutdown corners. Right. Revis is, in fact, that. I guess I have to agree with you. But I'm not, you're not asking me if it's Champ Bailey or Nada. You're no, asking I know. me Revis. Yeah. I guess, I guess I have to say Revis. You're right. Unless I love what Nada does for a defense because, I mean, he essentially yeah, takes the, away running the be ball. The, be the football commentator and say, hey, you know, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. I know. That's insightful. I like when the uh, – you know, but I will say the thing about the Steelers and Ravens is that – Teams don't try to run the ball that much, period. Let alone against them. But imagine you say I, we can't. You can't throw to one side of the field. How about this? You can't do one of the two things an offense does. You can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. You have to throw if you want to be successful against these teams. You but must you, throw the ball. But if you and have that's a, what Nada does for a defense. But if your playmaker is a running back who can actually catch the ball, and you have a guy who collapses it. Again, you can kind of scheme around it. Like, you know what? We're not going to hand him the ball, but we're going to get to the ball to him on slip screens. We're going to get to him, you know, just coming out of the backfield as a receiver and try to line him, maybe line him up in the slot. You can still use that guy in different parts of the field. You just can't hand it off to him. But it's valuable, but still, having the guy who's shutting down the field. To me, in in a game where you're passing – Pretty much everybody except well, for the Well, you're right. It's got to be Revis because Demarcus Ware. Here's here's the anecdotal uh, info I'll use against him. Demarcus Ware was on the Cowboys last year, and they didn't exactly slow down anybody from throwing the ball in spite of him. I mean, but of course that's an unfair thing to yeah. hold up to but say see, it's all his, on him. They had no him, other but... pass rushers. They had an atrocious secondary. It can't all fall on his shoulders. But who said I'm being fair? I'm not being fair. I'll take Revis one, not a two. Ware three, and then Willis four. And Willis is great, too. It's not fun, but I would agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, the big news is Aaron Rodgers has finally reached his rightful place atop the football world. The best player honored by his peers. He's number one. And uh, it's been fun doing these things again uh, all through the summer here. Rank, what do you say we we use this as our launching pad now? Let's do two a week. Let's start doing two casts a week as we get closer to football. I think and then we have eight divisions, I think, over the next two months. We can start doing a little, doing our preview and doing some picks, maybe breaking down who's going to win these divisions. And I like, out, I like coming out with that. Like you know, that. we'll have a, a special. So on Wednesday night, you know that a lot of you and we appreciate everybody who's coming in and, and downloading the podcast, uh, subscribing on iTunes. All that stuff is great. Wednesday night, though, it, it's an appointment viewing now or appointment listening, I should say. We should start our preview of the upcoming season. Yeah, I guess so. We'll have to figure out what our schedule is going to be. We uh, we changed up our schedule a little bit this week, and we are uh, the regular episode, the full length episode 
of the, the Dave Damashek football program coming at you on Thursday now, episode number 73. Be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a dandy because we have our pal who we've talked with on the phone many times here over the months. The great Steve Smith of uh, the Carolina Panthers will be in Studio 66, so that's going to be a good one. And uh, we'll do, uh, you know, our usual hooey and applesauce. And um, congratulations again to Aaron Rodgers, Adam Rank. Track him down at Adam Rank. On Twitter, I'm at Damashek, and we're also out of here now. So uh, until next time, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com.